Hello. I'm good. I'm Gucci. I'm Gutch, if you will. Gutch? Yeah. Ooh. I'm Gutch. Nice. I, I don't like that one bit. Right last year. Gutch. If you ain't Gutch, you ain't much. It started from Gucci and then you just shortened it to Gutch because <laughs> when you're on a when you're riding a bike drunk, you just go and someone goes, Are you good? I'm Gutch. Gutch. Not Gooch. No, I'm Are you good. riding this year? Oh, I'm absolutely riding this year. Are you doing like the full the full, full route? Thing, baby. Wow. Every single time I've done it outside of the nice. first time. I've done it all. Nice. That's gonna be super fun. Fifteen was my first time. Ragbri. Yep. For the listener. For oh, are we in? Yeah, we're in. Oh we're always man. in, well, my dude. No, this isn't the start of the podcast. It can't be started at the start of the podcast. This is the start of the podcast. Hey guys, uh Ragbri this year is the big L. I'm I'm taking an L because I'm probably still gonna be <laughs> fat jack on this one. <laughs> But I uh, started writing Ragbri in 2015 with a couple of friends, and my dad needed to go to um, get emergency surgery. So three days in, I had to beeline out of Ragbri to make sure my dad was okay in the hospital. Smart. He had like a staph infection in his neck. Oh. And then he had to have some sort of uh, surgery done. They fused two of his plates. He's got a plate on the back of his neck, blah, blah, blah. From was like staph infection? Mm-hmm. What the? Yeah. Heck? And then... Um, as soon as that was fine and taken care of, I, I rode the last two days as well. So I missed. Oh. So I rode two days, was gone for two days. No, was gone for three days, and then I was back for two days. So I only have one Ragbri story. Uh, I was in eighth grade, I think, and Ragbri came through our hometown. And I think it's one of the only times in my lifetime, so in 30 years, Ragbri has come through Primgar, Iowa. Primgar. Up in Northwest Iowa. And so... Ragbri, I think, also coincided with our town celebration days or whatever. And so our our town was like, we're going to do a mini Ragbri. Like, we're going to do a ride. So if you want to ride before Ragbri, is like a little celebration. So my mom and I were like, yeah, we'll do the 16-mile mini ride. And there was a 36-mile ride, too. And we're going out of town. And my mom and I are going to do the 16-mile. And my mom had, like, an acquaintance and that acquaintance's brother. They were going to do the 36 miles, so we're going to stay together for the first part of it and then split off. And I passed my mom, and we're in the first mile of the ride. I pass her, but I don't give her enough clearance. And then I turn back in, and my back tire hits her front tire, and she wipes and falls off. Wow. And, like, dislocates her shoulder. Wow. And... I have to then ride the 36 mile ride because I don't know how to. I'm in eighth grade. I don't. I don't know the route, so I don't get to do the 13. I don't get to do the 16 mile ride. I do the 36 mile ride. You kept going. Wow. We could have just stopped with two strangers, and I oh, got my family members injured. I could just stop, or I could just keep going. I'm pretty just... sure. I'm pretty sure she told me to keep going. You know, like to do it for her. Keep you going. know, do it for me. I'm and not dead. I'm I got fine, so, actually. I got severe sunburn on my knees. <laughs> intense. Wow. James, do you have a ragbrai story? No, I don't. Except that when I was in Grimes, when I was in Grimes, my grandparents lived in Grimes. When we'd visit, there was the bus for Team Mia. That's it. That's all I know. So <laughs> I was like, wh- "What's that?" And they're like, "That's a ragbrai team." And now, welcome to the Morloff Hour. Cue the Morloff Hour. Morloff Hour. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's what we call a cold, the coldest. That's a cold cut of openings. Yeah, we need better sounds, <laughs> normally too. Normally, they're 
That one can stay. Normally they're funny though, cold openings. This one was not that funny. They're loving it. They loved it. That was great. Well, that's it. You know, we that's not that's it. I mean, that's uh that's the opening, I guess. I hope you enjoyed that, listener. Nathan decided it for us. Yeah, Ragbri. <laughs> Coming up. Coming up. Um, we want to keep the listeners on their toes. They never yeah. know what to expect with this crew. Yeah, this is how you do evergreen content is talking about <laughs> things that are coming up. Um, let's just jump right into our favorite Iowa craft beers. This week? This week, or I guess since our last episode. It's actually been a while since our actual last recording. Yeah. What was the last one? When was that? Last month. <laughs> yeah, well, one yeah. month ago. Yeah, one month ago. Hmm. But uh, I, I, I have a non-flicks beer, and uh, I know. I just had a cookout on my Twitch stream on Sunday yeah. where we made every single item with craft beer. Not necessarily all Iowa craft beer. There's only one that wasn't. Mm-hmm. But that being said, you're the mild. Not a mild, yeah. but uh, yeah. Eagle Amber Ale from Iowa Brewing Company. We, uh, we made some... That's an amber now? Yeah, uh, so there's Iowa Eagle... What's the lager? Then this is Eagle Amber Ale. Oh. So they're two different beers. And yes, the branding is kind of confusing on the packaging as well as the cans. Because on the stream the entire time, I called it Iowa Eagle. Yeah. But then I found out afterwards that it's not the same beer. It's Eagle Amber. It's Eagle Amber Ale or lager. And uh, but made mashed potatoes with that. I'm like, God, Mm. God, gosh, darn it. That's a... This bad boy is delicious. It like with the garlic, the butter, everything in it, and the beer. Like the mashed potatoes tasted great with this beer in it, as well as just like drinking a nice like. It was cold as heck outside on Sunday. By the yeah, way, yeah, it was. So having something that had any malt content was very <laughs> nice, as opposed mm. to a lot of the other stuff we were drinking, which mm-hmm. was a lot of uh, uh, regular lagers on the IPAs. So mm-hmm. like the nice caramel notes on that one definitely helped set it apart and made. It a better drink yeah. for the mashed potatoes. How did your last food item turn out? Like, was, was it even fully cooked? What do you mean? I mean, if you're just cooking and drinking all day, like it turned out great. It was brownies. We okay. made brownies <laughs> with the uh, the peanut butter vibe, barrel aged peanut butter vibes from Cabco, mm. and so it was like a quarter cup or a half a cup of peanut butter vibes in brownies. And it's hard to screw that up when it's in an oven. <laughs> However, we did screw it up, just so you know. Because I said, set the oven to 350 and a certain uh, Matthew Barker, shout out, uh, Matt Bark 1991 on the Instas, uh, set it to 360 for some reason. So the top got like overcooked, but the rest of it was like gooey, normal, mm. good brownie. Damn, I love brownies. And that was good too. But I wanted to shout out the mashed potatoes with the, uh, yeah, the yeah. Eagle Amber Ale from Iowa Green mm. Company. That's my, nice. that's my Iowa beer of the week. Hell yeah. Nice. I think mine would be either last week or the week before. I had scars from oh. from Lua, big big barrel aged stout, very good. I think it's just barrel and beer. Is that right, James? Yeah, I yeah. think it's two barrels. Ooh, double barrel beer. Mm-hmm. Great. Next or double barreled? No, it's just one barrel. Just kidding. The Belgian barley wine was two barrels. Okay. Okay. Mixed or double barreled? What's that? Mixed or double barreled? What? So did you take the one and put it into another barrel, or did you blend two barrels together? The Belgian barley wine? Mm-hmm. It was two different barrels. It was double barrel aged. Thank you. That's nice. all I wanted to know. Scars was in <clears throat> old Fitzgerald barrels. Oh. Oof. Yeah. I mean, the they were they were all really great, but I, I really, really enjoyed Scars. So that would be it for me. 
I guess mine's another Lua beer because I've been drinking a lot of it. I mean, I shot it out Flix beer last time. Yeah. So. Uh, Crow Wing, which is an American light lager. It's our first stab at it, and it's been freaking bussing. I mean, it's not the first stab at it anymore. This is definitely not the same first batch, right? This is right here. Oh. The second one's nice. in the tank because oh. it popped the heck off. It did help that the first month we had it, which honestly ended last week, every Thursday we had quarters, so for an hour you could come and get pours of it for a quarter, which was so fun. Every week was ridiculous. But, yeah, it's just a light, American light lager with rice. Um, Really well done. Really tasty. Easy to drink. Um, it's just a nice go-to, you know, it's getting warmer. You want to be out on the patio, you want some light to drink. And we got, we got your bippy. And you so got come a nice on. patio. It is a nice patio. We don't have a patio. We got what I call the brewer patio. The it's brewer's patio is very nice too. It's a pallet that's on outside the brewery doors. <laughs> yes. Love that. It's cool for me and you. And I guess Nathan can be invited too. Yeah. Dope. Are we sitting on kegs? Uh, we're just standing we're on, the sitting on the pallet. Oh, okay. We're, it's only one pallet. It's hard to all sit on <laughs> kegs on the pallet. I don't know if we're all just standing on the pallet. You have like, to be on the patio each other? to be able to drink. Okay. Because that's the patio. That's the patio. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's wood. Um, Q&A. We're getting more questions now. Thank you, listeners. Send us more. Keep okay? them coming. Keep them coming. Um, this one comes from someone at Flix. Yeah. So I, I guess I could take charge of this one. So last week, in the past month, Flix has been getting our butts kicked because movies are actually coming out and movies are doing really well, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe bartender Darian, brewmaster Darian, some would say. I think it was him. It was either him or one of the other bartenders. They all blur together. I don't know any of them. That's not true. I love them all. <laughs> but... uh. <laughs> So one of them came up, and because they've been just getting slaughtered constantly for the past few weeks because of Mario, because of other new movies coming out. It's nice to actually have business. And they came up to me, and they're like, oh, I'm so tired. And I was like, why are you so tired? Oh, because I've been working constantly, working overtime, doing all this sort of stuff. All these sort of, like, you know, three th- like 2,500 2, admits on a Friday, 2,000 admits on a Saturday, you know, close to 2,000 on a Sunday. That's the situation. They get done with that, and they're tired. And they got to come back to work on a Monday. And they go, oh, I guess you don't have to deal with that anymore as a brewer, right? I'm like, what? Burnout. Like, I'm just so tired. I'm tired of working. I've been here for so long. We're doing so many hours. So that led into a question about just employee burnout and how that relates to not just, you know, obviously they were burnt out because they've been getting slaughtered on the front of house all then. But then they didn't really understand that it also ha- can happen. In the back of house, in the brewery, and anywhere else. They, they joke that, oh, I don't have to deal with the burnout anymore. So that rose a question to me is like, how do we as brewers and Nathan can do with like work burnout? And mm-hmm. then like how specifically burnout can hurt like service industry and uh, brewers specifically or just burnout in general and how we deal with it, how we handle it, how people do poorly with it and what we should do about it or what would be a good thing to do about it that's a great question i will just start talking about it now but when i was at cabco within my first year year and a half before dustin came on i was definitely dealing with burnout because there's so much to do 
and especially being a salaried person too, you're always on. So I think a lot of people don't see that either, especially, you know, you're back a house or production, however you want to say it as a brewer. So a lot of your hours go unseen, especially being in a restaurant. If you don't open to like 10 or 11, like as brewers, we're, we've probably been there since like seven or eight. So like people don't see the first half of our day, which sometimes is only the first third of our day. There's a lot of things to do, you know, keeping the tanks filled and doing a bunch of admin stuff that people also don't think about. Like you're glued to your computer more than you think as a brewer, which if, you know, talking about like office people dealing with burnout, definitely we can feel some of that. I think symptoms of burnout are like lack of care. Like you start to get sloppy. You're tired all the time. You're probably drinking more. You're eating like dog shit and you're probably depressed. Like, those are definitely things that I was recognizing in myself. And I was like, I need to do something. So I went to management, and I was like, I need somebody now, or I'm done. Like, you're going to you're gonna check me out of here. Because I was working, like, 50, almost 60-hour weeks, and I still wasn't getting everything accomplished. I'm like, I'm fucking losing my mind. So you need to help me out, or you're out of a brewer. Good luck. Um, How do you deal with that? Damn. Vacations? Taking time for yourself? disconnecting what if, what if you're not allowed to have a vacation like how do you disconnect how do you remove yourself from not allowed it? to have a vacation well some people just don't have the time to have the vacation if you're the only person that can do the job or your yeah, hours no, are interesting fair. enough to do like let's say you're a front of house person it's busy season right they're not going to just say yes time off all the time right they're not going to give you a week off in the middle of busy season most like restaurants and stuff like if it's busy season they're most of the management if they're not staffed properly mm-hmm. go you should have taken your vacation beforehand. Yeah, and like when I was working, I, w- I used to work in coffee shops and some restaurants, like I was hourly, and like I would have had to, basically, if I wasn't working, I wasn't making money. Right. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't able at the time to, you know, make enough money working at the coffee shop or plan well enough to set aside enough money to not work for a week or not work Did for you PTO two or three at this coffee shop? No. So, yeah, that's the other thing is just, like, does a certain place offer PTO to every employee? Yeah. Because, well, while you might be a salary brewer and we do have PTO, they go, well, they don't have any PTO to use. You go, it's the busy season. I can't afford to use PTO. Yeah, there's nobody sure. to pick up the slack. Well, I, yes, and the fact that there's no one to pick up the slack is... Part of the problem. Is definitely part of the problem. People telling you no is part of the problem. You need to stick up for yourself too. I'm that that's not like worded right, but it's like if you were legitimately having a mental health crisis, you gotta like speak up and be like, I cannot be here right now. There was times I was so frustrated, I was damn near crying, and I was like, I can't fucking do this. I'm losing my mind. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. I'm not doing this. I'll do it later. The place isn't gonna fall apart. Might be down a few taps, but I was like, I can't do this right now. Luckily, they listened to me and they got me an assistant. Now Dustin is head brewer there, you know, magical things happen for some people. But you're right. Not every business is going to be like that. I'm definitely speaking from my personal experience, but like dealing with burnout is so huge right now. How do you think you should? Because this has been a big topic at the couple last past years of iBest as well. There's always been a seminar about burnout especially in the industry that in our industry, the alcohol industry and mm-hmm. like how people deal with it. And a lot of people turn to just 
drinking churn out alcoholism which is not a good way to deal with burnout but like it's the thing that's closest to you you can get it relatively cheap or free it's a crutch and you can use it to prop yourself up but for how long i guess is the question it's just like have you ever experienced doing like anything like that or like abusing the tools of the job to get over burnout because i definitely speaking for personal experience like even without even with not having uh, or with having an assistant brewer, when we reopened in, um, or when I started back at work in, yeah, when I started back at work in, ugh, I'm handing a glass over. When I started back to work in like June of 2022 or 2021, 2021, um, I was traveling back and forth between Madison, Wisconsin and home oh, constantly. Right. And I, I don't think there was a single day where I wasn't working or traveling basically. And I definitely was abusing the alcohol that was like readily available to me um, because I would leave work and I would go to a hotel room and, you know, what am I going to do in my hotel room? I have no friends in Madison. So then I would just be like sitting down with my switch and just drinking, drinking and playing switch games. But like nobody was monitoring it. I wasn't talking to anybody. I could call my, you know, I called my wife at the end of the night, but like that doesn't solve everything to it. And so that, I think that was the worst time I've had with it because my go-to thing was I get to Madison, I buy a bottle of bourbon and I buy a 12 pack of beer. And that's only lasted me for like the four days I was there. Think about that. So I was drinking an entire, entire bottle plus the 12 pack before yeah. I would leave that <laughs> yeah. hotel room. <laughs> so that was probably amount. my darkest time with it. And like I was definitely burnt out because I just never didn't see work. And when I was in Madison, I didn't really go out and have fun because sure. I didn't have anybody there. And when I come home, I just work, 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 leave. Yeah, to go work. But then, but I mean, that, then I was working over 40 hours. But like, it's not to say people that are only working 40 hours can't experience burnout. No, it depends on where 100%. you're working, too. So like, sometimes just the work environment can, like, we're coming up on our busy seasons. Even if I only worked 40 hours a week right now, that 40 hours is jam-packed and sure. more stressful yeah. normally. Than, yeah. Have you have you guys experienced the burnout, and have you done anything? Yeah. I don't want to keep talking about the negatives on it and what you shouldn't do, but have you guys experienced, like, negative? Like, have you not harmed yourself, but, like, done things you weren't supposed to do during the burnout situations? Yeah, I think, I think for me, what I've noticed I had in a, in a previous job, I had a lot of – I had a pretty bad – pretty bad burnout during the pandemic um, in a previous job. Like I didn't because so like I worked at a church and I had a team of volunteers for the music team and the tech team. But during the pandemic, I didn't, people weren't coming together, you know, mm -hmm. like that sort of stuff was happening. And so I took it upon myself to do everything and to not really bother people to, People would have helped me, and my team would have helped me, sure. but I felt like it was my burden to bear, mm -hmm. and I got really burnt out in that season, and the things that I loved about my job, you know, brought me no life, and the things that I hated about my job were only exasperated, and, like, I just got to a pretty a pretty dark point in that in in that role and in that career and in that instance specifically when i realized 
where I was at and that I was pretty unhealthy. I, the only thing that brought me out of that was leaning on my team and leaning on my volunteers and bringing those people back together, back around me and doing it with them because that that's when I realized like, oh, this is, this is why I do what I do. What pushed you past it to actually ask for help though? Was it somebody else or was it you? It was, it was a, it was a combination of both. It was, there's a lot of story to this listener, but I had a conversation. Yeah, no, I had a conversation with my conversation with my boss at the time. And like I was, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that coincided. Ultimately I left that job to do what I do now. And I love it. I work for a video production house. I'm an audio engineer. Like I do more of this professionally and I don't work at a church anymore. But that conversation with my boss talking about my performance was a wake up call. And I realized like, Oh, I can't do this as a career anymore, but I also don't want to leave burnt out. Now I want to get healthy and I want to be a good leader when I leave. And so I knew I had to leave and that I needed to do something else, but I wasn't going to leave as a shell of myself. And so it was, the impetus was that conversation with my boss and then realizing I needed to do something else and coming to the conclusion that I wanted to leave well. Um, But like, so that was probably my biggest, the biggest time where I've had pretty severe burnout. Um, And, you know, other times, like when I was, like in previous jobs where I didn't, maybe didn't have PTO or was working hourly, uh, I did, like I couldn't get away, but I would find either the small things in my life that would fill me back up. So relationship with my wife, relationship with my friends, those sort of things, lean on those to help me get through the tougher things. <laughs> Amateur hour here. Really? Just let the microphone rub against my beard. Um, or find like the small, even when it was tough, find the small joys in my job. Like I was a barista. And so like having those moments where like, even though like there was other stuff that was stressful about it or the hours that I was working were a lot, finding those small moments where I, I made like a really good espresso shot and got to taste it. It's like that, like you notice the small things about why you love what you do. And that, that helped me, you know, temporarily and like in my current role like like i said as a working in media and working in video production like i bump up against burnout kind of in two ways if i'm if we're like completely slammed work-wise like working 50 60 hour weeks back-to-back weeks with not a lot of reprise because we're just so busy as a company that's one side of it the other side of it for me is when we're really really slow and I am doing work that needs to be done because it's work that needs to be done, but it's not work that really uh, brings me life. Like that's mm-hmm. the that's the other side where like I may be working, you know, forty hours or less because it's a really slow season, and I might be doing something that doesn't engage me. That's the other side of burnout for me. I think the right other now. side for burnout for it's not like necessarily for me specifically it's not necessarily the slowness of it like i embrace a lot of the slow things and 
too get to do some of that stuff. But I mean, obviously, every industry is different, right? But sometimes we, I just get to a point of every Monday's this, every Tuesday's yeah. this, every Wednesday's this, every Thursday's this, every Friday's this. Get the two days off. Every Monday's this, every mm-hmm. Tuesday's yeah. this, and you just rinse and repeat. Where it might not even be that busy. But you're just getting burnt out because you're doing the same thing so, over so and over. So I think there's an analogy. There's a parallel to what I think in the slow season for me, I'm not being creatively challenged, and that leads to burnout for me. <clears throat> Do you think that that is a similar parallel? I'm sure. Sometimes, it is. like I'm asking for you specifically, Jack. Like, are there moments where, if it's slower, but you are creating a new recipe, that that is something, or if you're brewing stuff that is every day is this every day is this is that you know like thinking thinking with of the creative side of brewing like is, is that is that when when you're not allowed to flex that muscle is that a side of burnout in the slower seasons fortunately i'm on the side of the things where i get to control all of that stuff okay and i'm a big fan of control yeah <laughs> that's why i'm not you can ask my uh support team on the in the texas side i am not generally one of my biggest flaws is that sometimes I'm seen as not a team player because <laughs> I'm, I'm more concerned with myself and I, I like playing by my own rules, but it's all for the positive for Flicks and Des Moines because I want to sell more beer. Of course. But I'm in control of that stuff. So I get to control that side of stuff. So I generally don't have the Monday to Friday, everything's the same problem. Okay, yeah. Because I do get to, these recipes are mine and I get to, I, and I find other things to take ownership of. Yeah, yeah. That make me feel okay. My burnout generally comes when we're over busy. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really have, I, I'm, Lucas, uh, my, uh, the other, the production brewer here, uh, might have something different to say about that at yeah. specifically because he, he does do a lot of the recipes too, but like, a lot of the days it's you come in, you do whatever, and yep. you leave. But that's why our out creatively is social media, which yeah. we try to find fun in. So TikTok and uh, Instagram, we kind of just do goofy other stuff. It's kind of a an outlet for that weird creative energy. So we try to balance a lot of that stuff out, and we do that at least once a week. Yeah. And it doesn't really feel like a chore, but I don't know. James, what do you think? <sighs> About what? Just in like, general. What exactly? like, for you specifically, what's your burnout triggers or well, like- I, have, I have one more piece of clarity for for mine and my current role really mm-hmm. quick i talked about like busy seasons and slow seasons i think for me it's that tipping point whereas let's say i have two or three weeks where i'm super busy that's fine but if it move it like if, if that really extends you know or two or three weeks where we're slow that's also fine but if that extends if that, that extends past past that that's when mm-hmm. i start that's when i start reaching that sure when we're when it's like Okay, we're slow right now and there's no end in sight. <laughs> or we're busy right now and there's no end in sight. Well, you mean you went from head brewing at Capco yeah, to now to, being on the team. To just right? a brewer, yeah. Yeah. That is I'm only what is it, almost May, so I'm four months in. I, that's fair, yeah. So I mean I haven't experienced burnout at Lua. I mean, there's been times where I'm like not bored, but I have a lack of ownership on some things, which isn't a knock against it in case Zach or Scott or Whitney or anyone's listening. They're definitely listening. Hey, they might be. Who knows? Flip it out. I'll, <laughs> but, ta- I'll tag them. <laughs> no, it is definitely a different... And I knew that coming in. I'm still right, adjusting. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can logically know how things are going to go, but then experiencing that mentally and emotionally is different. So 
right now at Lou, it's fine. I mean, like, Zach runs a pretty tight ship. He might say he doesn't, but he does a better job than he thinks he does, I think. Um, so everything's, like, pretty, like, we're on a pretty consistent schedule. We're really beholden to canning, mobile canning. So Which is once a month? or <sighs> Once a month, yeah. So once every, like, I think it's, like, 30 to 35 days. I think it's more, like, 30 days, but... So those three weeks in between, three, three and a half weeks, are very much like a bunch of brewing. And like right now in this week, because we're canning on Friday, we're just doing a bunch of prep work. We're brewing as well, um, um, like more longer term, like lager stuff. But right now it's also prep and just making sure everything is like cones are dropped. Everything's dosed properly. Carbonations are good, but... Talking about my triggers when it comes to burnout is definitely like never ending work cycle. So things are just continuing to pile up. That's a huge thing for me. Like I'm I'm really leaning on my experiences at Capco right now. Lack of like task management, I suppose, you know, where it's like if I was more efficient in the way that these things were done, maybe I wouldn't be feeling this stuff, but there was so much to do. A big thing was cleaning kegs. I'm doing all the brewing. I'm doing all the admin. I'm doing a bunch of, you know, like networking. Um, I'm also just trying to get my feet under me. And I have to clean 45 fucking kegs. I don't have time for that. How do you break? How did you break through it? Like as the tasks are piling up potentially I, and whatnot. I honestly did didn't break through it. Like I was. Until Dustin came or? Yeah, I was at a breaking point And I was like, I fucking need somebody. Like, it was an earnest discussion, and they they were like, yeah, we can get you someone for, like, 10 hours from the kitchen. And I was like, fuck no. I was like, that's not, no. That's not going to work. And they're like, how about, like, 15, like 15 hours at, like, $12 an hour? And I was like, no, you're not going to get anybody. That doesn't make any sense. That's insane. It's 2021 at that point, 2022 maybe. I was like, you're not going to fucking get anybody. Don't insult me like that like that's stupid and i was like things aren't getting done because i don't have the hours it was ruining my home life i wouldn't say it's like ruining it but it's like i didn't get to see my wife you didn't get to enjoy home life no i didn't get to enjoy it because i'd be right back up to go do that stuff i was coming in every weekend even if it was just for two hours i'm still at work okay that doesn't give you any peace of mind that's killing you so i was like i need somebody at a decent time I was eventually able to negotiate a decent pay rate at like 28 or 30 hours, whatever it was. Dustin was never full time, which whatever. Don't different need to comment. Story, yeah. yeah, different story. But when Dustin came through, he was able to take over things like the more like. Like physical day to day production era things that I once that was lifted off my shoulders I could focus on things by actually guiding the department to where it needs to go. That's where Lua was very smart. When Zach was fucking killing himself, they got Luke. And then once production started out, pace of those two, I came in. And then as we continue to grow, we're going to continue to add that, add to that. Lua was very minded when it comes to that because everyone there is a veteran of the industry. They know. Yeah. They put the time and the effort and the money where their mouth is. And so we're, when I'm working at Lua, I don't fear that I'm going to be 
pushing myself to such a degree that I'm like, I can't talk to anybody. That was the fear at other places, but not here. So it's like having open communication with ownership or management is huge as well. And sometimes you do keep that to yourself, like you were talking about at the church. And it's hard to get over that. I, I think part of that is because a lot of these people go, you get out of college, you get out of doing whatever you're doing, and they go, oh, this is the thing you're passionate about. You, and you feel like, I want, I should be doing this. I need to be doing this. This is why I'm in this. And then sometimes not even on purpose, right? Ownership or management or whatever doesn't mean to take advantage of it, but they're taking advantage of the fact sure. that brewing is my passion. Audio engineering is my passion. Like, Nathan, I don't know you well enough to get into other stuff that were your passions previously. No, Someday we can talk about it, but like... Cheese. Yeah, cheese. So, they were like, you like cheese? You get to be the office cheesemonger. But I when am they the, do, not, they find out that you... I actually they, 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 I they, am they, the office they, coffee monger. And then you, you they have put you in that. charge of it, and they go, oh, you're passionate about it, then you care about it, and then they, and they're just loading up responsibilities on you because totally. they know you care about this thing, but they're not going to pay you more for it. You just took advantage. No. You just brought it on your shoulders because that's something you know and you like yeah dude they sometimes not on purpose that's what i'm no. saying not every not every place not every job is the same and that's fine yeah. everyone out there has sure. a different thing and at every job though they always go well you personally if you care about your job and some people like it's just a job to be a job but a lot of people get into jobs because they are passionate yeah. about it and because you're passionate about it, you're willing to accept lower wages, accept more hours, mm-hmm. continue doing that stuff. In, in the service industry, you want to please people. Well, especially, you want to keep pushing. Yes, and especially in some of the some positions in the service industry are not easy to come by. Being a brewer is a lot of hard work. It's also, you could say, a privilege. Oh, like, definitely. We get to do sure. something most people won't ever get to do. Like it's a fucking awesome job and I have a skill set that I never thought I would have. But it's so easy to give yourself to this industry. Mm -hmm. You can definitely talk to, like you're saying, all front of house. There are people that are lifelong servers where this is their life. This is their job. And like they, because the hours suck, you know, like brewers, not as bad. Not as bad. But there's definitely like, like there's been like work trips I've had to take in the last few months that are like, my whole weekend. So it's just like week one weekend, which is still fun. It's still work though. And then week two. So I'm really on for like 14 days straight, which is, you know, like, yeah, of course you can look back on it and have had amazing times, especially integrating myself with the team. But then also sometimes it's like, I just want to be home and play ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. The fucking 12 game. hours amazing in a row. That's all I want to do. Uh, I guess let's, I'm going to play it tonight. And I, I would, played it last stuff. night, too. I would like to go around with the three of us and be like, what's a one piece of advice <sighs> that you Let's would give it. to somebody? But then after that, I would just like to say, if you have any opinions about it, because this, this came from me and came from Flick specifically, because I've experienced it here. Um, if you're in the chat and you're feeling burnout or whatever, how do you deal with it? How, yeah. do, you, how do you commenters deal with it? How do you... How has it come up in your life? Just comment in the, the on the podcast, on the Facebook, on the Instagram. And let us know, and we can comment back and, uh, you know, give whatever advice we've got. And, yeah, make it a dialogue. And maybe you can find somebody that can help you, and maybe you can, you know, help us or help somebody else. So if we we could roundtable, if anybody has an idea, like, like what's one thing that grounds you and brings you back 
from burnout. Yeah. Advocate for yourself. If you aren't feeling good, you need to talk about it. It's really, especially as men, it's really hard to talk about feelings and emotions, feelings and emotions and mental health and stuff like that. But if you, and that's what I've learned over the last few years is like, if you are uncomfortable physically, emotionally, mentally, any of that, you speak up, whether it's your coworkers, management, ownership, whoever you have to talk to. Significant other, friend? Definitely. Like, but don't start the dialogue. Start the dialogue. Recognize that you need help. Find a therapist if you can, if you have that ability to. Highly recommend it. Definitely do those things that are going to help you. And those people are going to be advocates for you as well. So don't be afraid. It's it, it it sucks to recognize some of these things. If you're depressed, it's not easy to come to terms with that. If you're dealing with burnout, you have anxiety, you're nervous. Those are valid opinions. Um, not even opinions. Those are valid feelings. Okay? You're human. We're all human. So take that. Use that to advocate for yourself. And other people advocate for you. And also be an advocate for others as well. Let's talk about mental health, okay? We need to do that Please. more. Because um, we all deserve to be comfortable in our own skin, in our own, in our home, and at work. So please, communicate. You're all right. I get it. I dealt with it. Jack dealt with it. Nathan has dealt with it. We've all dealt with it. You'll be okay. It sucks right now. But you can do it. Talk. Yeah, I like I. Thank you, Mister Mister Hackathorn's neighborhood right there. Jeez, that was. Next up, he's going to be inviting us to the pool to put our feet into. <laughs> no, I mean I think everything James said is 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 on point. I think the only thing I have to add to that at all is, <clears throat> I mean, kind of like I shared shared earlier is finding finding those things in life, both in work and outside of work, that spark life in you Mm. and like cherish those things cherish those moments i'm definitely not saying that like you should only work for the weekend but like if you have to work for the weekend to do the things that you love in your life outside of that okay like do it and then when you're at when you're at your nine to five during the week do that well because you've been filled up by the things in your life outside of that or in work if you find those things in work that bring you joy and passion and it might not even just be like specific things but finding 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 that like doing the work well and doing the work right and justly is reward enough in itself like that that can be hard to do but if you can if you can find that like that that can bring a moment of peace that can and mine touches on that too you don't have to live the work. That too, yeah. yeah. You work. Yep. To, you're working. You know, you're working to live. If your job isn't your 100 percent at the end of the day, your passion. Mm-hmm. Fuck this quiet quitting nonsense. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like these corporate people will be like, oh, they're quiet quitting because they're doing their job and they're not like putting yeah. 50 hours in, even though they're only being paid for 40 hours. Yep. If you're getting your job done and you're not passionate about it, but like you are doing what you need to do. Sometimes that's what it is for you. Like 
ask for more pay if that's what it takes. If they want you to do more, ask for more pay. You deserve more. Yeah, and if they tell you no, leave. Or, like, find a, like, at, like, hey, can I do another thing to get more money? Like, even if it's, like, can I get $2 more an hour if I do this other thing and that I actually care about? Like, and I'm going to bring it back to Flix. The one thing I actually do, like, sometimes Flix does good. Hey, Flix, shout out. We have a thing called Troopers. Every We have events all the, all the time. We've got Breakfast Club tonight. Tonight, we have Troopers on that are just super passionate employees that get paid more than regular employees just to be there and be happy and do stuff. If you actually mm. care about these movies and you care about, like, rah rah and a crowd and whatnot, like, and that's what they're passionate about, be like, hey, can I be one of those people? And what can I do to get be one of those people? And they can get there and they can get paid more for doing that thing. But if if that's not a thing you're into, then... Do your job, get it done. Like, as long as you're doing like uh, like the best you can, like that's enough. That is enough. Like, don't ever think that you're not enough. Yeah. And it, and if it's not enough for them, like James said, maybe go somewhere else. Well, if you don't feel like you're being treated well, you don't you don't need to say that. Yeah, find a job. Yeah, find a first. Find a job where you're treated well. If you're not being treated well, yeah, it's hard for everybody, right? Because you can't always find a job. Sure. But then once again, go back to it. You're not living to work. You're working to live. Just remember that. And no, and if you have something you're passionate about, continue to pursue that. When as best you can. you can. But if someone's grinding you for 70, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, and you're not happy, you don't deserve that. No, you, absolutely you not. You will find something else, and you can find something else that is not occupying value, so much time. Value yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, 100%. Value yourself and your interests, and if you push that focus, even if it's a job you don't really care for, if you value yourself and your interests, hopefully you can find something in the work that you can appreciate, whether it's getting the job done, mm-hmm. or you can go somewhere else. And like, Yeah, you get one time, and you don't need to waste it on bullshit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just enough to eat it's, it's and have a-, a roof over your head, but if you're happy, that doesn't mean you need to slave away. For someone who doesn't care about you. Nobody cares about you that's signing your paycheck. I shouldn't say that exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like if you're I'm when I worked sure at my Wells, general manager really yes, does care about I know. About and like yes, yes, yes. Shout yes, out yes. to Emily. Yes. Lua Shout out cares Ryan. about to me. Yes, Ryan cares about you. Studio Iowa definitely cares about you. But I'm saying it's like not everybody though. Other yeah, like when I worked at Wells Fargo, I was not feeling the love. So I did not have any sort of passion there. We all have jobs we're passionate about. We are lucky in that aspect. We are very lucky. I want to very much hammer that. I'm very passionate about brewing. I'm very happy to be where I am. I know the people that signed my paychecks definitely like me a lot. (laughs) And they know who you are. And they know who I am because we talk on a daily basis. However, there's other places. I'm talking about the whole, like, total scope of, you know, work in general, labor, Definitely take care of yourself first is what I would say. I already said it beforehand. Oh, and also find that one thing outside of work that isn't just a distraction from work, but it's yes. something that you legit like passions outside of work. Sewing, yeah. doing other stuff. If it's photography, video games, sometimes Petting gaming for me can be just a distraction. But you find that one game like Ghost of Tsushima where it's not just a video mm. game and you get back into it. But uh, for me, it's travel. Yeah, travel. So if I can carve out time for travel mm-hmm. and just get away from work and really remove myself that's one thing that i really like so yeah yeah that's sorry for the deep topic but i i thought it came up this is great it came up recently because we're about to get super busy i was like this is pertinent to it's a good question the beer industry because always coming up i think it was darian 
Well, or Aiden. You know, shout out to the them. bar staff. Shout out to yeah, shout out to them all. They're the ones that are on the front lines. They're they're that really the red. The most. They're really the Red Cross of beer. We're in the cellar challenge, fam. I brought two. I drank some banana onion juice right before this because I was realigning my chakras. Shout out mm. to Avatar: The Last Airbender mm. fans yeah. out there. <laughs> Don't get that, but okay. Um, so a few weeks ago, I was up at six oh eight with some of my coworkers. We did a fun collab. I'm not going to talk about it right now. Where's six oh eight? They are in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yes, it's a very fun town i i highly recommend anyone going because they had some of the most fun bars there so fun <clears throat> i love that picture moment um I didn't but mean for you to stop. one of the beers that i was very impressed with it seems to be a doom themed beer it definitely is a doom theme. It is called um, Shores of Hell. Yeah, and there's definitely that was one demons you shoot yes, up. Yes, yes, and you tear its eye out. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. It is a double barrel aged barley wine. Um, what it was aged in on the back of the brandy and buffalo trace was a cognac. Oh, cognac, which is like essentially brandy, French right? brandy. <laughs> yeah, and buffalo trace barrels uh, for over twenty one months. It is a 17.6, so we're not quite to the level. 22%. No. Nathan we're needs it. 22 and a half. We got to get If you guys have 22. a 22.5% beer, send it in. Yes. We'll drink yeah. it on podcast. If people know we'll bring we... you on the podcast and yes. you can talk about it. If yes. you have a 22.5% beer, you will be on the podcast, and you and Nathan will be solo doming that bottle. Just kidding. Me and Jack definitely have to taste it. And then the but rest of it's all solo domed. This, we had so many beers because Phil is such a nice dude at 608. Shout out, Phil. I hope I... You probably won't listen to this, but super cool dude. He showed us the fucking everything. And um, this beer was my favorite beer besides the Citronado. That was also really good. Their flagship Citra Hazy. But this was insane, having it on draft. And he was so nice to have us. But I had to bring it for you guys to share. Whoa. So let's get into it. So what's the style, technically? Barley wine. Okay, I was going to say, it, it looks a little bit light if you were going to tell me a, a certain other styles, because it's definitely more on the brown edge than yeah. the black edge. Yeah, for sure. It has like... It's like a... It's it's li- even lighter brown than I would have expected for most barley wine, but the, the it's, it smells so good. It's like um, dates... And brownies and a bit of nuttiness. Also some like treacle and cherry. Chuck also chuck like a, a some orange zest or some sort of citrus zest oh, yeah. on there. I'm definitely getting like a citrus zestiness on there, like sort of kind of what you would get out of an old fashioned, mm. but uh not quite that intense. I really do get like a big like sweet chocolate note on here. Definitely oh, a lot yeah. of brownie chocolate. There's definitely the the uh a hit of a uh, pretty big like alcohol. Yeah, a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Not like fusel alcohol. It's just it does smell boozy. Hmm. Which I mean, a barley wine does. Sure. Usually, yeah. 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 Well, especially barrel aged barley wine. Yeah. Which this is like, I'm excited to try this again out of bottles because I'm. It was phenomenal. This is like 
10 out of 10 beer for me. It was so good. So I'm going to get into it. You guys keep, <clears throat> well, not just you guys, but since I've told you guys and my friends that I don't like barley wines, y'all keep bringing me hitters. Yeah, he hates the one that just won a silver medal <laughs> at the Best of Craft Beer Awards. That's fine. Ancient I, man, shout out. I don't. I haven't tried it. Yeah, you did. You did what? try it, and you said it was, eh, it was fine. You don't remember punching Jack in the face? Yeah, he punched me in the <laughs> face because he was like, how dare you bring me this barley wine? This is slander, like. listeners. You did no. say it was fine. Was that today? No, it was no, like the other months day. ago. Um, we haven't had it on tap for like well, okay, a month. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. yeah, you punched Jack. You punched me in the face. It came out at the end of November, and then, you know. Listeners, me, this is slander, and I'm a pacifist. The re- what I'm Let saying outside of him my... punching me in the face, which definitely did happen, wink, is true. <laughs> we put it on at the end of November, and it was on until about a month ago. Oh, I'm gonna open, my bad. I'm going to open up my AI chat bot, and I'm going to say, give me a picture of Nathan Heemstra punching jack wilson in the face there's enough of me on social media that it could do that is there enough of him on social media that it could i'm gonna that? give them a hundred pictures <laughs> all the ones i've downloaded i don't even know if i have a hundred pictures of myself anywhere i do, I do. <laughs> james just take pictures of me in my sleep <laughs> yeah i'm getting a lot more bourbon than brandy or cognac i do get the citrusiness from the cognac but not as much as the bourbon character which i am very okay with I feel like the cognac gives it a deeper wine aspect. And more fruity aspect. More than a normal base barley to me wine. It comes across as like sweetness. Yeah, it's I th- I think it's a sweetness, but it's like um you know that date flavor you get in normal barley wine? Yeah. It's like date plus. Mm. It's like date plus. It's unsubscribe. Like, it's like cherry plus. It's like Google Plus. Are yes. we unsubscribing from that? It's like Twitter <laughs> Blue. Or is it called Twitter Blue? What's it's the called, gold? A thousand dollars a month or something? No, what? No, I think it's like, isn't it like businesses or? But I'm Elon. Oh no, it's a thousand dollars a month. I didn't know that. I th- right? I just I, d- I didn't know because there's like there's the ones for like government. Hey, they should. Uh, do we have a Twitter? <clears throat> I don't we think so. We should have one. We should have a Twitter, and then we should just tweet at Elon Musk to give us free Twitter blue. He does it for a ton of other celebrities, so why not us? <laughs> he should send us his beer. Does he have a beer? They did a beer. You know what's better than probably that beer, though? Anything. This one. This one, yeah, this for sure. This is very good. <laughs> Shout out Phil and the team at 608. Yeah, let me, I mean, I didn't get a chance to finish saying it. Y'all keep giving me barley wines that I really, really love. So good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. I mean, except for Jack's trash barley wine. Yeah, Angel That Man, I, I apparently don't remember at, uh, having. Silver medal at uh, Best of Craft Beer Well, Awards, you chugged it, blacked out, and then punched <laughs> Jack in the face. Third largest competition in the United States now. It actually beat out the U.S. Beer Open, which still says it's the third largest one in the United States. Take that, U.S. Beer Open. Take that. I just that. entered U.S. Beer Open today. Let's not oh, know, tell them to take we'll that. Take, we'll take that back. What are you doing? Making a cuvee over there? Don't cuvee this. Oh, I will cuvee this, actually. <laughs> With what? With that. Oh, we got number two. Yeah, so it actually have... could be pretty good though. This mix could be pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, so put some fam... crowing in there. That's how I'm gonna wash my glass out. Um, fam, we have ibophobia. This Which is our is second the fear bottle. Of what? Uh, it's phobia backwards. Oh, I don't know what it means. Um, I mean, it's not phobia backwards. It ends with. No, it is. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you're right. So this is a. Hot um, pink. No, waxed. you don't. No, look. No, it's uh. How much? How much glue Whoa. did you put in there? 
This is a uh, uh, wax company that Shane found. Does it, so does is this? Own, do they put glue in there? Because that's how it works. I don't know. Hot, gl- hot glue. So, just so the listener knows, he just ripped off the entire wax top of this thing, barehanded, yeah. no knife needed. So, and, I, and that's what they say hot glue can do for you if you mix hot glue in with your well, this, wax. This company will also, because they sent him this, the A, they will just the A. They will color match. Just the A? They sent him just the A. I think so, yeah. So it's like pretty similar. The A is but their font. This this it's is a, this is a Oh uh, Dimensional imp- sent them that A and they color matched yes. the A. I thought you were saying no. the wax company no, no, sent no, 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 them no. the uh, Dimensional the A and they said No. This is a collaboration between Dimensional and Lua. It was brewed at, about it. at Dimensional. Before you were there. It way before I was there. Um, yeah, James isn't cool enough. It's an imperial style aged in bourbon barrels with coconut, honey roasted peanuts, and peanut butter. Oh, I'm in. Actual <sighs> peanut butter. Yeah, and HRP. Um, so we're gonna get into this. Um, pretty excited. Haven't tasted this. This bottle sat in our we had two bottles. One disappeared like a week or two in, and then the last like three weeks, this one's just been kind of like here. This barley one's got a crazy, like crazy legs. Like it's just, it's like bourbon. Oh, I Dude, can see it on your glass. Dude, it's something percent. I wish I could take a picture of it, but I don't think it'll show up in pictures. Wait, I don't swir- think so. Swirl it around. Well, we'll do it. Do it after the cast. All right, here we go. That's the dark boy I want in my life. I need a separate third other. Gl- <sighs> or just chug it. I'm not chugging barley wine. I'm chugging it. Oh damn. Nathan's a hero. Barley wine is the superior beer style. Um, Should I, I rinse prefer... the glass or just like go for it? No, you can. It has so much it. adjunct in it; it's probably fine. So don't tell, don't tell Lua and Dimensional this. What? That has too much adjunct. Did I bring contrition? No, that I didn't clean my glass. <laughs> Smells like a Reese's cup. Holy cow! It smells like a Reese's cup. I'm gonna just take a little bit more. It smells of that. like a nutter butter. Oh, you're right, because it has that crackery, buttery, um, not buttery, but like um. Here, can you can the you cookie, take the a picture note, of this so I can note. send it to Shane on my phone? Okay, so real quick, gonna just talk real quick. Dimensional, Shane, badass. Grant, badass. Joe, badass. I love you guys. You could have said another name, and I still would have just said badass. Steve. Badass. Nathan. Eh. Oh, damn. That's cold. But uh, they do some of the best stouts in the state. <clears throat> Dimensional is definitely, I guess, underrated when it comes to like super hype stouts. But no, um, I, I wouldn't say underrated at this point. Um, do you think they're just rated? No, 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 no. So, you know what? Outside of the brewing industry, I would say underrated. Yeah. But if you get into the industry at all and you know about what's going on in the industry. Yeah. I would say that I think everyone respects and knows about them enough where they're like not underrated, but they're definitely like going up and up and up and up and up. Like they're they're hustling their way up the charts. I agree with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like if you're in the industry. I, I think you can't ignore what they've been doing. Yeah. And you know about them. But maybe, and, and, and because I'm not in, in outside of the industry, maybe I don't know. But Nathan, how much of Dimensional have you heard of? Like I, before, before meeting you guys, 
not much. So then, yeah, absolutely underrated if you go with the entire state. Like, I think before knowing you guys, like, I could think of four breweries off the top of my head that I would have thought of as, like, oh, I got to get their stouts. Like, those are hyped. Pulpit. TG. TG. Five, then. Pulpit, TG, Mardo. And I think I'm more aware of Mardo because I'm from Northwest Iowa, so I'm, like, hometown pride. Lua and Barntown. Oh, okay. Oh. Mardo definitely... Mardo is probably even below dimensional. I think... No, I... Yes, and I think I rate them... Like I said, I don't mean pride. I mean below in the fact that they're statewide like, appeal. I think yeah, I think you're right because I, mean, I think they make insane stout. Yeah, well, and Mardo just you know at the time we record, they just started getting cans in Des Moines, yeah, Central Iowa. Yeah, so. that's right. That's yeah, so I saw I'm, Jim the Liquor King post about it on. Hell yeah, I'm Twitter. I'm excited because I I like Mardo beer quite a bit. Shout out to Eric and all those guys up there. It's uh they they rock. Uh, uh they also just won in the Best of Craft Beer Awards for an amber ale I think as well or a oh, red, really? an Irish red ale I think is one oh, of the ones. And them. for Hazy IPA I think. Oh, do you know what beer it was? I don't honestly I could look it up, but I think that shout out to them though for they won two awards at the same competition. Yeah, I mean they're so. last time we were all together their Rauch beer was my Iowa beer. Um what the fuck was that called i don't uh, remember what it's called but i had it in the winter yes that one's yeah so no, they're, unbelievably good their they're check dark lager was baller too i just think that like so we talk about all these beers like it's just like you can't get oh you know, in the wow. middle of the united states and also let's talk about Sorry. legs on a beer i have not even <laughs> i haven't even drank this yet and it smells literally like a nutter butter listener the entire glass is correct. now amber yeah. this is like this is like the the those old yellow glasses it definitely that you would helps, get. It definitely helps with the oil content and everything else in there, probably because of it. But it's a, it's very good. But if we talk about overrated, underrated, right? It's just like in the industry, like Mardo and Dimensional, I've known about them for so long and that they just keep hustling their way to the top of like quote unquote hype, right? Because if, if we do a hype, a hype tier list, I think that Flix is obviously towards. Yeah, number one. Number one overall draft. 98th best brewery in the uh, the thing, according to Iowa Brewery Stars. But uh, definitely not on the hype list. But like, if you talk about who's moving up the hype list, I know of Marta and I know of Dimensional. I know they're constantly <clears throat> moving up, even in the public yeah. side. But, yeah. So if you go without the public side, like Dimensional, I think is like just constantly hustling their way up the <clears throat> hype brewery list for so long. And well, definitely helps that I was going to Madison constantly, where I had to go through to Dubuque. And yeah. guess where I would stop for lunch every time. They dimensional is like, I mean, I'm biased because like Shane has really like, once we started talking, we've become like pretty good friends. Like I really appreciate Shane a lot. Oh, so he hates me. He doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> that's untrue. Shane. No, that's true. Talk to me. Shane talked to, J- to, to Jeff. Wow. Okay. He just tried to do three times. In my, name. <laughs> um, my name's Jonathan. Are you Shane. a John Jack? I'm a John Jack, yeah. Oh, my coworker's a John Jack, and I didn't know that was a thing until I met him. Sorry. Well, it's like when you call William... Bill? Bill. No, that's much closer to that's Will. That's so much closer. Will, so you go to what, Will... John and one Jack letter. is way closer. Are you ki- w and a B? Are you kidding me? One letter. Me? B-I-L-L. W-I-L-L. <laughs> one letter. That doesn't make any sense. One letter. William? William? He should be... It should be like John to Bond. You know? Jack? One letter. But one not letter. John to Jack. Jack to John. 
What about Hank they and share Henry? one letter. Hank and Henry. That doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't yeah, really. I agree. But you said that Richard and Dick you said Bill and Will is less close than fucking Jack and John. Jack and John makes more sense. <laughs> this guy. Go back. Come on, your Jack. Proponent. Dude, because all you got to hear Shane. is the J. And then you're like, yeah, Jack, what's up? <laughs> it could be John. It could be Jim. It could be whatever. It could be John. It could be Jim. Listener, it could be whatever if you know that, it, <laughs> it could be It could be Bill. It could be Will. It could be. Uh, Zach, or it could be Jack. Listener, if you know the etymology of Jack and John, comment below. I'll be commenting below. <laughs> but mine, which is different because I shouldn't be, and my parents have never called me John. Yeah, this beer is obscene in the best way possible. It's the most real peanut butter slash fake peanut butter crossover I've ever had. Yeah. Like, is the... When he said Nutter Butter, I was like, the, it's exactly the right for the middle of the Nutter Butter. But and Nutter, with some of the cookie. Nutter Butter are the little peanut cookie treats, right? Shaped cookie treats. What's we, the, we should, why aren't we buying treats Jack, to go how along? How do you feel about it? I feel great about this. Picture. <laughs> Wait, let's do it again. Picture. What's the little Debbie treat that's like wafers and chocolate and peanut butter? Nutter butters, dude. No, no. He's talking about the. Um, What's that one called? Wait, what is, is it? it? A big square. No, they're like long squares. Rectangles. There's two of them in a pack. Yeah, what are that? That's a motherfucking. No. Oh, that's no, that's a, a nutty buddy. That's a nutty buddy. That's nutty what I buddy. meant. A, okay. This is a nutty buddy, not a nutter butter. I'm sorry. Roll it back, fucking fifteen minutes. He was wrong. <laughs> nutty buddies were like. Nutty Buddies yes. are my favorite snack in college. And, and then back in where he buddy. said it correctly the first <laughs> time. Nutty Buddy. Okay, I'm sorry. Perfect. A, a we're, now buddy. we're keeping this. This is perfect. Nutty Buddies were like my favorite snack in college. And then they started giving me like side pains anytime I ate one. Side pains? Wait, just like one? Some, yeah. Well, two. You know, the packet. Well, a package, yes. A yeah. serving. A serving. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. that was like one of the included foods at my college that you could Mor- just Morloff get. Warriors. Yes. Now is the time. Okay. Let's get into musings. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's get into it. Unfortunately, we have to wrap it up because we all have a lot of things to do tonight. Shout out to everybody that has adult responsibilities. Let's get into some more loft musings. I let's to... do it. Guys, I'm going to decor this weekend. Yeah. Just get away for it's a little bit. Fun. We were talking about burnout, so I'm just super excited to just get away for a bit. You're unburning yourself. I am unburning myself. Uh, Jay, Icing Jay yourself. Breezy and I. So my wife and I are going to go up. We're going to go hang out. My wife. We're going to do nothing. We don't even have that plans to drink. It's supposed to rain. Our original plan was just to hike the whole time up there. You should eat. Uh, well, we're definitely going to be eating. We're definitely going to be drinking, um, hanging out, and just doing whatever we want. I'm just so excited to You're get away for a, a second. No, we're staying at a hotel because it's actually cheaper. Oh, nice. I don't she does all the planning for our trips. Oh, I'm going so to my New life. Orleans like in Ju- at the end of June. Nolans. So like Nolans. So yeah. like she's planning all that too, ghost trips, all that sort of stuff. But uh, I'm just really excited to get away for a couple days because we've we've both been feeling burnt out, and that's part of why I thought this was cool because that's our thing is travel. So we're getting away. We're gonna go travel. Even we've been there before, but it's just not Central Iowa. Yeah, disconnect from the phone, disconnect from email. Let's just go hang out for a couple days and just do it. So that's that's mine yeah. for the week. Uh, on that, 
when my wife and I, when my wife and I went up for Ibest, his wife, on our drive home, we his went wife. to uh, the burial mounds, which is really cool. Um, which is, I think, Iowa's only national park, national monument, monument park, whatever monument, national because there's the, historic yeah. place, which is which was really cool. We walked around that a good bit, and then. I don't know how to pronounce the name, but there's a great beer and liquor store called Starks just across the river in Wisconsin that you should oh, definitely dude, go to. Starks is incredible. Such they also good. have bonkers selections on um, beer, whiskey, liquor. and uh, fishing supplies. I mean, so. oh. what did you say? Because I'm about to fact check you on everything you just said. Heritage, historical. Because there's both, there's a lot of both. The uh, the they're, they're, why are you give my man grief? The not like the it's the burial mounds or something like that. Yeah, I mean, but that's not the only called. one. So they're mounds. So like they have shapes on the ground. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Wisconsin. So the whole reason they exist is because that same I believe that same tribe had a bunch that were up in that whole area. Yeah, Wisconsin yeah. has a ton of them too. Right. But I I thought they were like Iowa's only like national. If we have a national park. Eff- Effigy Mounds National Yes, park. that's the one. Uh, don't worry, you got Skillet Creek Indian Mounds as well. And But are those mounds national parks? I think the national effigy I think the effigy is Iowa's only Iowa. national park. I think there's two. I could be wrong. But Prairie four. Prairie Duchenne. Four. Iowa four. has four. Well, I'm an idiot. Prairie I Duchenne. Like, is I the guarantee town. it's not. Pretty shit. It's a great town. Go check out Starks. All right, my turn. Um, the reason we are wrapping tonight early is I'm going to a concert. So I'm super excited about that at a sick XBK Live, which is a really cool small venue near yes. Drake. Yep. Real <clears throat> as an audio engineer, really good sound. Mm. It sound like their really? mixes. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think they've got a good. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not a, like a, out of that place. I've never been in there, so I'm just okay. like, how is this yeah. place? Jack, I don't even you? know your. I music. think they design. I think Do I remember you like Ben Folds. You like me? <laughs> Do wow. I look like a Ben Folds guy? I don't even know what that means. Well, so tonight I'm going to go see Mustard Service and Trees Reach. Mustard Service is a headliner. I had never heard of them before, but what Trees kind of Reach music is this? Uh, indie alternative oh, that is it sort of thing. At all. Not really. Dang I mean, maybe a little bit. So Trees Reach is a Cedar Rapids band. Okay. And they are good friends of mine from when I lived in Cedar Rapids. We were very close then, you know. Brag about it. Yeah, but this is, they, they are going on an indefinite hiatus, and this is their second to last show. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. so that's sad. I mean, they all are. Mustard Service? Trees Reach. the main band. Trees Reach is the opener from Cedar Rapids. Mustard Service is a band from who knows where. Mustard I, is still on their ground. I started listening to <laughs> Mustard Service to be prepared for the show, and I really like their sound. So uh, they've got some good stuff. But okay. Trees Reach is why I'm going to the show. So Mustard Service. If XBK. you had to describe them as one type of mustard, what kind of mustard are Dijon. they? Dijon. Oh, I'm in. Mm. I love a Dijon. Yeah. Not like a German mustard. Nope. I mean, it's just just Dijon. Not yellow though. They're a little more spicy. But they're not nope. quite as spicy. Dijon. Very spicy mustard. No, it's not. It's, Dijon is spicier than yellow mustard. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's spicier than yellow, but oh. everything's spicier than yellow. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought you were about to be like, oh, it's not a spice. I'm like, it's spicier no. than fucking basic mustard. It's spicier than stone ground mustard. Yeah, but it's not that spicy, though. I agree. 
But if you it's were like talking, when someone to, orders Thai food at like hey, one. You know those people that really hated the topic we were talking about earlier. Those uh-huh. people would say that Dijon's really spicy, oh, and yeah. they probably hate it. Pepperoni's yeah, pretty spicy for them too. Pepperoni yeah. might be too spicy so is for them. Pepper. <laughs> That's true. All right, James. What's your Morloff musing? Damn, I had a, I had a, good, I feel like I had a good one. But Dungeons I, and Dragons. Um, I mean, I love Dungeons and Dragons. That's a question for another time. Yes, it is. Or is it a play session for another time? It could be. Maybe we're teasing. I have it a right good D and D story for a future time. More I would say dragons. I'm just very excited for summer. Summer is a season that I thrive in. I'm very into longer days. I love the daylight. And it's happening. We're getting to those times. It's literally 7.05 right now. And look how bright it is. We got another hour of sunlight. And And you know what else I'm thankful for? Is this cuvee that James an hour ago made. Ooh. Of barley wine and barrel-aged pastry style. And you know what I have to do? Drink it right drink now. It. I have to drink that. Are you sipping it or are you While chugging you drink it? it, I'm going to shout out some a couple of different things. <sighs> I'm while chugging you drink it. it. Make sure someone gets a picture of this. You can, you can take a picture of them. I'm going to yeah. shout out a couple things while he's drinking I'm this. Swirling it sound, to he's swirling it. it. But shout out to Unify comes out next week, May 1st. I, I believe that's Tuesday. It's a, it's I believe it's Tuesday next week. So the Unify Brew, one of Iowa's the Iowa Brewers Guild's biggest proponents, one of the biggest money makers for the guild this Every single year comes out next week. We're going to be having a Unify specific episode that comes out on May 8th. So please listen. Please buy the beer. Come out. Like, talk to us. Comment in the chat on whatever you think about. So, on our Insta at the Vorloff Hour, on our Facebook, the Vorloff Hour, uh, our email, the Vorloff Hour at gmail.com. Please comment on what your thoughts are on this year's Unify. Comments on the podcast, comments on anything what you do or don't want to see, and everything else. And there are still tickets available for the Irocraft Beer Festival, which is happening June 3rd. It's going to be a phenomenal time. So please get your tickets. I believe VIP might be sold out or it's very low. We'll give away two tickets right now uh, for people that want to comment their favorite Irocraft beer. And we'll pick from everybody that comments on our Facebook page post about the episode. We'll give away two tickets to the Iowa Craft Beer Festival on June 3rd. Saying it now, calling calling my shot. Let's do it. <clears throat> I'm still trying to get over this. Oh my god. But thanks guys for for coming out. James is getting over his thing, but thank you guys so much for being here. Rate us 5 stars or 1 star on whatever your favorite podcast podcast pa- platform is. Yeah. I don't normally do this part, so I'm tripping the podcast platforms of your of your favorite type. Goodbye. This has been a production of the Vorloff Hour, the official podcast of the Iowa Brewers Guild. Special thanks to Andrew Hoyt for the intro music and Balanced Scale Media, LLC, for our sponsor segments and outro music. Find the Vorloff Hour wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.